This is the Cheyenne Roundup, a weekly preview of the action inside the 67th session of the Wyoming Legislature. I'm Caitlin Tan. I cover energy and natural resources for Wyoming Public Media. I'm Maggie Mullen, and I cover state government and politics for Wildfile. I'm Mike Kajmerl. I am also on the Wildfile state government team. So it's week one of the Wyoming Legislature's 2023 general session, and this is the first of many more Cheyenne roundups to come. So every Monday for roughly the next eight weeks, Wyoming Public Media and Wildfile reporters will gather to give listeners a preview of the legislative week ahead. Today, on the eve of the session, we're taking a bigger picture look at what the next 40 legislative days might bring. So a lot of work happens before lawmakers convene. They've already spent months in the interim drafting legislation. So Maggie, what's coming out of the interim that you'll be watching? So a lot of work does get done in the interim. And one thing I'm going to be tracking is property tax relief. Um, property taxes have really shot up for a lot of residents, and that's difficult. And, you know, it's also one of those issues that I think lawmakers just across the board agree is a problem and that they need to do something about it, which sometimes a little bit unusual. That said, different lawmakers do have different ideas for how property taxes uh, should be dealt with. For example, the Joint Revenue Committee, they worked on that in the interim quite a bit, and they ended up sponsoring this bill that would essentially pave the way for um, creating a change in the state's constitution. Because right now, Wyoming state's constitution, it groups residential, agricultural, and commercial property under the same tax class. So this proposed constitutional amendment would uh, it would allow the state to make certain exemptions without affecting you know those revenue streams that we really rely on from commercial and agricultural taxes. It does have you know a little bit of a hurdle to get over because it is a constitutional amendment. so it's going to need you know that two-thirds vote from each chambers. And then ultimately, it goes up to voters. It would appear on a ballot in our next election. There's also another uh, property tax-related bill um, that uh, may come out as a private bill. It didn't make it out of the interim with committee sponsorship. And that's basically to fund a study to examine an acquisition value-based property tax system. Uh, A lot of words in that, but it would be similar to what California does. And under that system... Basically, property taxes would no longer be based on current assessment values. It would be based on, you know, what you paid when you bought your house. Um, so that may come out as a as a private bill. I know that Representative Mark Jennings of Sheridan was really interested in that. And, you know, another big topic of discussion in the interim, uh, as part of an ongoing discussion regarding, you know, how lawmakers are compensated or, or supported for their service to the state. That is a hard conversation for lawmakers to have, I've been told, simply because of the optics. It appears that lawmakers may want to raise their salaries. Wyoming Constitution does limit that. For example, they can only raise the salaries of the next legislative body. We won't see a bill to outright raise those salaries. We will see a bill that will allow legislators to opt into the state's health insurance program. The idea is that right now only, um, you know, a certain kind of Wyoming resident can serve in the legislature. So this would, you know, widen that window and allow more folks to serve. There is, of course, some lawmakers that just think this is really an overreach and that um, 
you know, lawmakers uh, should just keep pay, et cetera, at the levels that they're at right now. So a lot of those lawmakers that worked on those bills, Maggie, that you're talking about um, won't be coming back. Mike, I know you've tracked kind of the shifting power dynamics. Can you tell us how the body is changing? Um, you know, I'd say just overall, there's a very interesting composition of the legislature. It's arguably the most divided that it's been in recent history. Uh, those divisions aren't between the two major parties, Republicans and Democrats, but just between Republicans themselves who have a supermajority. Um, the, the Wyoming House of Representatives, I think, illustrates uh, these divides. So there's 62 members um, nearly half of them uh, kind of subscribe to a group uh, that just this week uh, or last week rebranded itself the Wyoming Freedom Caucus. Uh, the, the membership isn't revealed. It's not like these representatives are walking around with a badge saying that they're a member of the Freedom Caucus, uh, but the, the roughly kind of half and half split was confirmed uh, a couple months ago. Uh, when a Freedom Caucus member, a sophomore representative from uh, Hewlett, Chip Nyman, was voted to become uh, the majority floor leader during uh, Wyoming Republican Party caucus. Uh, Nyman will wield a lot of power in that position. He'll order the bills that appear on the general file every day. Um, uh, it, it really is a big position of power. Uh, and he'll have to work closely with uh, Representative Albert Summers of Pinedale, who's about a dozen-year veteran of the legislature and is uh, generally viewed as a member of the Republican establishment, uh, the, the, the type of Republican who's, that's uh, held power for uh, decades now uh, in the legislature. Uh, it's also worth noting that Summers was voted... Uh, the House Speaker, so he's the top post in that chamber, uh, by just a single vote, uh, which kind of further confirms this split between the old and new school uh, GOP factions that'll be grappling for power in the legislature. Um, Summers and Nyman, by the way, are uh, told me in interviews that they uh, are at least vowing to work together uh, and not be kind of at loggerheads, but uh, only time will tell if that happens uh, or if this ends up being an extremely divisive session. Um, we will find out in the months to come. Uh, the, uh, the Senate is basically split two. Senators uh, have told me uh, the distinct kind of the difference between what's happening on the House side and the Senate side is that on the Senate side, there's not like this cohesive block. Um, like there is uh, in the House. So they don't, there's no like equivalent of the Wyoming Freedom Caucus representing the newcomer Republican senators who are challenging uh, kind of this old bastion of power. Gotcha. So beyond all those power dynamics, is there any legislation that you're watching? Yeah. Um, you know, one. Uh, kind of grouping of bills that I'm interested in, as are I'm sure a lot of Wyoming residents uh, who like to hunt and fish, is there's some uh, legislation coming that will could have implications for the uh, kind of sportsman world. Uh, one of those is 
uh, House Bill 83. It was brought by uh, Representative Lloyd Larson, uh, who's uh, in Lander. Uh, and it would it, the the title of the bill is tribal agreements to hunt and fish. It basically allows the governor to negotiate and enter into agri- agreements with tribes um, uh, concerning hunting, fishing, trapping. Um, it it does require that those agreements um, stay true to. Uh, hunting and fishing regulations that are developed by the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. There's a broad cross-section of um, uh, representatives and senators who've signed on to that. I'm I'm, uh, eager to learn a little bit more about the backstory of that legislation and what the tribes think of it. Uh, That's one bill that will be on my radar. Uh, Another bill that I'm interested in uh, comes from Representative Albert Summers, the House Speaker, uh, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, and uh, I, it's something that I've kind of been tracking for a long time. Uh, I'm a resident of Jackson, um, and Summers is down in Pinedale, and there's been uh, some long-running tension uh, between fishing guides in Pinedale uh, who fish the Green River and the New Fork River is kind of there home water and here in jackson the snake river uh is is the home water of the legions of fishing guides that live in jackson hole uh it just so happens that the green river and new fork river tend to fish earlier uh they clear up earlier so it draws big crowds of jackson hole fishing guides uh and this um uh, seasonal migration of fishing guides is long been a thorn in the side of the fishing guides that live down in Sublet County. And so uh, Summers is bringing uh, bill, House Bill 84, uh, regulation of commercial guided boats, uh, which would allow um, uh, fisheries managers to basically cap and set daily limits on the number of uh, guided boats that can launch into any section of river uh, on any day. Um, Caitlin, I know that you are down in Pinedale. The Green River, of course, is um, a tributary of the Colorado River. I, th- I think that there's some interesting legislation on that front. Have you been tracking what's happening with the Colorado River uh, and management of that watershed uh, in the coming session? Yeah, Mike, I have, you know, actually just in the last couple of weeks, this bill popped up about the Colorado River Authority. It's House Bill 60. Um, A little backstory, you know, as most of you know, the Colorado River Basin is in a water crisis. You know, the supply is shrinking and there's still 40 million people that depend on it. Um, Wyoming is one of the upper Colorado River Basin states meaning the Green River is a tributary to the Colorado River. Um, And so we contribute water uh, that trickles down to all of these people below us. Now, experts are saying that to avoid a a catastrophic collapse of this system, people need to cut back on their water use uh, kind of along this system. Um, Now, several states have promise to cut back. Wyoming isn't committing any specific volumes of how much we're going to cut back, um, of how much we're going to cut back here in 2023. 
But the state is planning uh, to participate in a program that would basically compensate users to cut back on their water along the system here in Wyoming. So the state did hold a series of meetings uh, in kind of southwest, western Wyoming this fall, uh, trying to get together stakeholders, you know, ranchers, farmers, people who depend on this water to try to figure out what what's the best solution, um, you know, just to drum up some ideas. And so if this bill ends up passing, it would establish a nine-member authority under the Office of State Engineer. The idea is to have this authority protect, conserve, use, and develop Wyoming's waters in the Colorado system. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Um, it's being sponsored also by Representative Summers and Senator Larry Hicks, also the majority floor leader. Um, other bills that I'm keeping a little bit of an eye on are the source material associated with mining agreement, House Bill 61. That would just really quickly give the state uh, the authority to permit and oversee management of rare earth minerals over instead of the federal government. The hope is this would encourage more rare earth business. And then also the coal-fired facility closures litigation funding amendments bill, long title there, House Bill 69. Um, that would basically move some funding that had been available for some previous litigation and make it available for future litigation regarding the closures of coal-fired plants. So that's just a bit of what I'm watching from the bills that have been posted. You know, lawmakers have until the end of January to introduce more legislation. Stay tuned for more updates. Tomorrow, Tuesday, the session does start. Maggie, you've been doing this for a while. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect. Well, first of all, there's the opening ceremony, and that's when lawmakers will be sworn in. And then lawmakers are going to get to work. And that begins with introducing legislation on their respective floors. Well, thank you, you guys, for being here. I look forward to hearing more of your reporting. Thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. This has been the Cheyenne Roundup, a weekly preview of the action at the Wyoming State House during the 2023 legislative session from Wildfile and Wyoming Public Media. Make sure to tune in to our next Cheyenne Roundup on Monday. And meanwhile, we'll keep you all updated on all things legislative on wildfile.com and wyomingpublicmedia.org. Thank you for listening. <laughs>